Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Welcome to the Old Time Radio Superman Show. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, adam at adamsweb.us, and be sure and rate the show on iTunes. Also, remember that during the entire month of October, you can download my first superhero comedy novel, Tales of the Dim Night, along with several other superhero novels at tiny.cc slash soupgiveaway. That's tiny.cc slash SUP giveaway. Well, now it's time for today's episode of Superman. The original air date on this is August the 16th of 1948, and this is The Mystery of the Letter, Part 1. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Yes, it's Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with amazing physical powers far beyond those of mortal men. And who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, wages a never-ending battle for truth and justice. Today, Superman, in his guise of Clark Kent, makes use of his extraordinary vision at the Metropolis Airport to discover something that spells bad news for girl reporter Lois Lane. Look, Clark, there comes the clipper. I see it, Lois. My sister Diana's on that plane. I can hardly wait to see her. Oh, I know. Uh Uh-oh, something's wrong. Wrong? What do you mean? You better pull yourself together, Lois, and get set for a shock. A fellow once told me, gang, about a crooked carnival he went to where a carnival peddler, or pitchman as they're called, was offering beautiful prizes to anyone who played his game. Now, this game consisted of three walnut shells and a single dried pea. For a dollar a chance, he let my friend guess under which shell he hid the pea. And if my friend was right, Pitchman would pay five dollars. Well, it looked easy. But my friend almost lost his shirt. Because although he didn't know it, the shell game is just about the oldest sucker bait in the world. You see, it's all done by sleight of hand. The Pitchman never lets that dried pea out of his fingers. His shell game is strictly for suckers. Now, it should interest you to know that apart from carnivals, you'll find certain phony balonies in public life, sometimes trying a shell game of their own. We call such men demagogues, which is another word for political windbags. They offer hatred as their bait. Vote for me, they bellow. I got a good way to improve things. Throw out the foreigners, they scream. Down with this or that minority group, they shriek. Blame your troubles on the other fellow, they whine. And you know something? Sometimes people actually fall for this spiel... Yes, the German people did under Hitler. They swallowed a lot of fancy pitchman's abracadabra, and when they woke up, they found that Hitler and his gang had swiped their shirts. 
But here in the USA, it's different. Most of us hate to be played for suckers. We know that demagogues who preach bigotry do not have honest prizes to offer. We know their talk's as empty as the shells in a shell game. And if we don't know, we should. How about you? Can you be taken in by the demagogue pitchman's fast talk? And now, the adventures of Superman. Several days have gone by since cub reporter Jimmy Olsen's exciting experience with the bogus genie from which he was rescued by Superman. Now, Jimmy is away on his vacation. And neither Superman, who masquerades as Clark Kent, nor Lois Lane, the girl reporter, are aware that they are on the brink of an amazing adventure as they breakfast together in the lobby restaurant of the Daily Planet building. How about some more coffee, Lois? Oh, no thanks, Clark. I've had two. Well, what happened then? Oh, well, then I told the chief that if he thinks I'm going to... Oh, oh, wait a minute, Lois. What's the matter, Clark? Beanie's looking for you. Oh, Beanie Martin? Uh-huh, here he comes. Seems to be in a hurry. Yes, yes Beanie, what is this it? This cable just came for you. Cable? Yeah, it just arrived. I thought I'd better bring it right down because it might be important. Oh, that was very thoughtful, oh, Beanie. I wonder who's Thank cabling you. me. Why don't you open the envelope and find out? I intend to. <laughs> oh, thanks very much, Beanie. You're welcome. i got to get back up to the city room. I'll be seeing Okay. Yeah. Who's cable from, Lois? Let's see. Why, it's from Diana. Your sister? Yes, yeah, she and her dancing partner are on a professional tour of Europe, you know. Oh, yes, that's right. Well, what does she have to say? Clark. Arriving Metropolis, Monday, August 16th, 10.30 a.m. Monday, August 16th. That's today. Yes. That's odd. Why? Because she had dancing engagements in London and Paris and Vienna and wasn't due back until Christmas. Oh? Does she give any reason for the change well, in her see. plans? Please Meet Me has sensational story for you, love, Diana. Sensational story, eh? That sounds interesting. Yes, but I still don't understand it, Clark. Why? Well, she's been getting rave notices from the press, and I can't believe she'd break up her tour just to bring me a story. She could cable it or write it or anything. Yes, I suppose she could, there's but she probably... There's something awfully strange about this, Clark. Well, if there is, Diana will tell you all about it when you see her, so there's no use in your beating your brains out trying to guess. I suppose not. Just the hey, same... Hey, wait, I... it's five after ten. You'll have to rush to be at the airport by ten... Oh, dear, how can I ever My car's outside. I'll drive you. Come on, Lois. Look, Clark. Here comes the clipper. Uh-huh. I can't wait to see Diana. Yeah, I want to see her, too, and hear the terrific story she said she... Hey, what the... What's the matter, Clark? Well, Diana... Well, what about Diana? Well, she... You better get set for a surprise, Lois. A surprise? What are you talking about? The clipper's coming down. You'll find out in just a moment. Everyone seems to be off the clipper, but I I don't see Diana. I wonder where she... She wasn't could... on the plane, Lois. What? That's right. But she cabled she was taking the clipper. I know, but Here she wasn't... stewardess. I'll ask her. Okay, suit yourself. Oh, uh, stewardess. Yes, uh, Are all the passengers off the plane? Why, yes, they are. Well, then where's my sister, Diana Lane? You see, she cabled me she was taking... Diana Lane? Yes, that's right. She wasn't on this flight, miss. But uh, I don't understand. Well, would you know she canceled her reservation, stewardess? Well, yes, I think so. Let me check my report. Please. I don't like this, Clark. Oh, relax, Lois. Yes, yes, here it is. Miss Diana Lane did have a reservation for this flight. It was made from Paris. Yes, that's right. She cabled me from Paris. But she didn't appear at the airport yesterday morning, so at flight time, her reservation was sold to somebody else. She she didn't appear? That's correct. And she sent no notice of cancellation? No, sir. 
Well, that's strange. I've got to make a report to the flight office now, so if you'll excuse oh, me. Oh, certainly. Thanks very much. You're quite well. Oh, Clark, now I know something must be wrong with now, Diana. Take it easy, Lois. But... She was undoubtedly delayed for some very good reason. But she would have notified me if that were so. Okay, chances are there's another cable for you at the office right now. Come on, we'll find out. <laughs> Beanie, do you know if another cable came for me? No, Miss Lane, I didn't see any, but somebody's trying to phone you from Paris, France. From Paris? Probably Diana. Oh, dear. You're supposed to call the transatlantic phone operator as soon as you come in. All right, Beanie, I'll do it right now. Wait, I'll go with you. No, Mr. White just called Mr. Kent. He wants you to come down to City Hall right away. City Hall? Uh huh. Something important happened, he said. Oh? Well, you go ahead and make your call, Lois. I'll hop over to City Hall and be back as soon as I can. I want to know about Diana. So do I. If only this call is from her. Yes, this is Lois Lane speaking. Will you put Paris on, please? Hello? Uh, Hello, Diana? Lois? Yes, how are you, darling? Well, I... Well, what's happened? Why weren't you on the clipper? All the strangest things have been happening, Lois. I'm frightened. What do you mean? I'm... I'm afraid to talk about it. Afraid? On the phone, I mean. Oh, nonsense. Listen, Lois, could you possibly come over here right away? You mean to to Paris? Yes. Yes, I, I think I'm in danger. And I Well, what to... danger? If you'd only tell me what you're talking about, I, I could... I can't get... tell you over the phone, Lois. Please join me here. But, Diana... If you took the clipper today, you could be here tomorrow. I know, honey, but I have to get time off and oh, I can't... Oh, please do it. I... I'm terribly frightened, Lois, and I'm all alone. Please say you'll come. Well... Oh, all right, Diana. Oh, that's wonderful. Wait a minute. What's your address in Paris? It's 13 Rue Saint-Germain. 13 Rue Saint-Germain. Yes, it's a small pension. Yes. Oh, Lois, don't fail me. I, I don't know what to do. Just sit tight, darling. I'll wangle the reservation on the clipper somehow, and I'll be with you tomorrow. Now, don't do a thing until I get there. <laughs> Deeply concerned, reporter Lois Lane prepares to leave for Paris. What's going on there? We'll know more in a moment when we return with the startling climax of today's episode. So keep listening. Let's pretend you're walking down the street, gang, and you have a dime in your pocket. Now, you can't decide whether to spend it on an ice cream cone or a candy bar. But it's a cinch that whatever you buy, you'll want your money's worth. Okay, keep on pretending, gang. All of a sudden, a shifty-eyed-looking guy sidles up to you and whispers, Hey, buddy, I got a genuine diamond here, and I'll sell it to you for one thin dime. Imagine, a real diamond for only a dime. But do you fall for it? No, you most certainly do not. Chances are you'd tell that... Oh, sucker. Because you know and I know that nobody's offering genuine diamond rings for only ten cents. And yet, gang, you'd be amazed at the swindles some silly people will fall for. Phony ideas, dangerous ideas, dressed up to look like the McCoy. Nonsense about how a man's ancestry or race or religion makes him a better American than the next guy. Honestly, it's amazing how such fairy tale statements have a kind of cheap glitter for certain weak-minded, conceited people. It's hard to believe how a lie all dolled up can look like the truth to them. You know what I call falsehoods about persons of another race or religion? Swindlers talk. Why? Because those who spread such talk are trying to make suckers out of the rest of us for their own personal gain. That's right. They're deliberately trying to hoodwink us into buying their worthless ideas because it serves their low purposes. Now, me, when I buy something, I like to get my money's worth. No jip artist is going to palm off a phony idea on me. 
At least not while I'm conscious. And that should go for you too, gang. Remember, all that glitters is not gold. Don't be a sucker for a smooth line. And now, back to the adventures of Superman. Concerned about her sister Diana, Lois Lane flew by Clifford to Lisbon, Portugal, and from there by another plane to Paris. As we join her now, she is at 13 Rue Saint-Germain, the address given her by Diana, where an elderly porter concierge of the rooming house leads her up two dimly lit flights of stairs. Forgive me, mademoiselle. These stairs are for an old man difficult. Yes, of course. Tell me, where is my sister's room? It is the front suite. Come, I will escort you. Thank you. You're sure she's at home? Ah, oui. The after door is locked after 10 o'clock, and it is necessary to awaken me, as you know, if one wishes to leave or enter the house. This your sister has not done. I see. Ah. Here is her suite. I will knock. She must be asleep. Knock again, please, will you? Oui. She sleeps soundly, that one. Funny, she never used to. She'd wake up at the least noise. Maybe if I rattled the door knob a little... Why? Why, the door's unlocked. Oui. And the mademoiselle neglected to turn off the light. Good heavens! What's happened here? What is this? All the furniture overturned, the lamps broken. Well, there must have been a, a fight or something. Quickly, where's the bedroom? Uh, right here, mademoiselle. This door. The lights still burn here, too. Diana! Diana, where are you? She is not here, mademoiselle. There is no one here. Good heavens, where is she? What's happened to her? Her face pale, Lois Lane stares from the empty bedroom to the deserted sitting room, where the overturned chairs and heaped-up rugs give mute evidence of a violent struggle. What has happened to Lois's only sister? What was the sensational story she had to tell? And of what was she afraid? This is the beginning of a new and exciting Superman adventure, fellows and girls, that's chock full of thrills and baffling mystery. You won't want to miss a single episode, so be sure to tune in tomorrow, same time, same station, for Chapter 2 of The Mystery of the Letter on The Adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics Magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time. Watch for the Superman Adventure Serial, soon to be thrown at your local movie theater. This program came from New York. Stay tuned to your mutual station for Adventure Parade, which follows in just a moment. And right after Adventure Parade, you'll hear Tom Mix and his straight shooters. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. <laughs>